And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way you want, son. There'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 101 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa. Yes, that's right, 101. I hit triple digits last week, and now I am 101, forever in triple digits. I will never be a single digit again. That's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when you have a birthday and you go from 9 to 10, but you're too young to actually realize the significance of going from a single digit to a double digit because most people will spend the rest of their lives as a double digit that's it you spend nine years as a single digit you only get nine years as a single digit and then you change to a double digit and you'll be forever a double digit unless of course you know you live to be 100 and then you'll be triple digits but yeah it's kind of lost the significance of that that change like you will never be a single digit again i will never be my podcast will never be a double digit again. Unless I start, oh, shut up. <laughs> my live studio audience is in my ear this week, so. Um, yes, unless I start over or I start another podcast, which, oh, um, guess what? I just happen to be doing that. It's, uh, we, okay, so I'm going to get some housekeeping out of the way first. And then we'll get we'll get into the nitty gritty of this week. So first of all, I want to throw out a huge congratulations to Walter G. Esselman from me because I'm one of his biggest fans and I love him. And from Dark Myth Publications and from the Jaisalmon Dark Myth Company on the release of his second book, Liberty's Run Two: Tanks for the Memories. It's an incredible book. I had so much fun editing that book. I actually had to go back several times because the story would just pull me right in and I would just be reading along and then it'd be like, oh crap, no, I'm supposed to be editing this. And I would have to go back like four or five paragraphs and <laughs> do my editing and then carry on uh, because it, it, it just, it pulls you right in. You really get to, to know Liberty as a person, as an emotional being as a human being, as a real person in Liberty's Run 2, you understand. <laughs> she's a real girl, thank you. She's a kick-ass girl. You know, she doesn't swear. And, well, she does, but she always feels incredibly guilty when she does. It's kind of funny. Um, you get to see more of her relationship with Uncle Danny and um smalls and colin and tessie it's just it's an incredible story um and there's tanks and a bus and aliens and zombies and they blow shit up and it's really good <laughs> so congratulations walter um i love it i wish you all the best and i can't wait for book three that just oh right See, he's in my ear for a reason. You can get his book 
at www.mythmart.com and you go under books and there it is. But it should be on our homepage. I do believe it's on our homepage under new releases. So um, you can find it on Amazon too. But um, as an author, if you buy the book from Mythmart, the author will get more of the royalties, which they so richly deserve for putting the work in, writing the fabulous books. So by shopping at Mythmart, you are supporting the artists, not the company. You are supporting the authors and the artists that put the work into the books and the pictures and the shirts and everything else. So www.mythmart.com. That's Liberty's Run 2. Tanks for the memories. Congratulations, Walter. Um, PCE is moving right along. We can confirm Dominic Pace. He will be there. He was in The Mandalorian. He was Gecko, I believe. Waiting for the nod. Yes, he was Gecko in The Mandalorian. I, I, I'm going to be a bad Star Wars fan right now and admit I have not completely watched all of The Mandalorian. Yes, I was waiting for that. You know, my live studio audience, shame on me. Yes, shame on me. I started watching it and then life took an unexpected turn and things went pear-shaped and I never actually got back to it. So when I have time... <laughs> yes, when I have time, I will go back and I will watch the series. Um, but in my defense, and, and the only saving grace with the geeky boyfriend that I have, um, because I'm his geeky girlfriend, is that I did watch the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi series with him um, and thoroughly enjoyed it as well and was able to contribute intellectual comments and, and references to other movies because I'm a big Star Wars fan. Just saying. And we also have confirmation that the 501st Legion, uh, the Cal I'm not sure which one from California. I'll have to f get that um, information for you. The what? Ah, the 501st Legion Inland Empire will be at PCE. So come out, get your photos taken with them. Their costume, like... I know a friend of mine is in the 501st here in Canada and the criteria, the rules, the regulations for their cosplay costumes before they're accepted into the 501st as that character are stricter in a lot of ways than what is required to be on set for one of the movies. Um, they have to look like they just walked off the set of um, Star Wars or The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, um, Revenge of the Sith, whatever character they choose, they have to be spot on. And it can't be some cheesy painted thing that looks like it. No, a lot of these cosplayers have 3D printers and they get their chest plates, they get their armor, they get their helmets all 3D printed to be exact. And then they have them professionally painted. Like these are top quality cosplays. Like it's, it's insane how well these costumes are. So if you are a huge Star Wars fan like me, you're going to want to come out. You're going to want to get pictures taken with the 501st Legion. Because it's it'll be like having your picture taken with one of the actors from one of the movies. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. I know when I go to an event with my friend and she is in one of her 501st outfits, 
um, she goes as general general price don't come at me I don't know I don't know uh, book canon um, she also goes as a Twi'lek um, my favorite one that she does is a Jawa because <laughs> she's short like me so it totally works um, and she has the sound box too so she can talk like a Jawa but she's just swamped with people wanting to get pictures taken with her so yeah that, they'll be there as well now i can't say anything else about pce because i can't confirm i can neither confirm nor deny that we will have some really great people there until contracts are signed and agreements are met so want to have more information and we are trying to get some really cool smoochy boochy people <laughs> And if you get the hint, then you know. If you don't, you don't. So that's all you're going to get right there. So stay tuned because big things could be coming your way. Uh, Scare Fair, which is happening in October in Texarkana. Um, it's moving along. It is going to have a... Brace yourself. Prepare yourself. I've been preparing for this since the first... Um, PCE in 2019. I have been like prepared <laughs> because I knew it was going to happen. The minute Lisa Wilcox was added to the panel, I knew this day was going to come because my boyfriend is a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Like huge. Okay. Huge. So I knew this day was going to come. So I've kind of been preparing the last few years for this. Scarefare this year, the theme is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street. And correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe it is going to be somewhat of a reunion for some of the cast members from some of the um, previous movies. So, yeah, it's going to... The remake is not welcome, apparently. <laughs> It'll be all the good movies, not the remake. Isn't that the one that Rob Zombie did? No. Oh, no, he remade the Halloween movies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a Nightmare on Elm Street reunion. It's going to be very Nightmare on Elm Street themed. Um, I'm prepared. Tranquilizers on hand, and I will be carrying a small bottle of vodka in my purse at all times. Just, you know, calm my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Because, like my live studio audience says, the pace is going to be crawling with Freddy Krueger's. And if there's one thing that you know about me, you know that Freddy Krueger is the ultimate nemesis of mine. He is just below Jaws in the fear factor for me. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to have to be heavily medicated or slightly drunk for most of the day. <laughs> I am going to be a nervous wreck, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, I will pull myself together and perform the duties that I need to perform and do the things that I need to do, whatever it is that I'm required to do, whether it's stand there and sell my books at the table and not look at anybody. I swear, if a Freddy Krueger comes up to my table, I'm going to be like, do you want to buy a book? I can't look at you. Just, just put the money on the table, take the book and walk away. You want an autograph? Okay, it's just going to be a scribble because I can't look at you. I, I, I won't be able to look at them. <laughs> Do not make eye contact. There will be no sleeping. There will be no sleeping for me. None. None whatsoever. 
So I am excited about it, though, because I've never been to Arkansas. I've never been to Texarkana. I'm kind of excited to, you know, it's like 18 hours from where I am. So, you know, it's a weekend trip. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And then um, in November with PCE, which is on the 13th of November, it will be at the Hilton Garden Convention Center in Victorville. We have moved venues. So if you see anything that says um, San Bernardino Fairgrounds, ignore it because it's not being it's not being held there because due to the cost of inflation they have decided that they only cater to the um, super rich and those with more money than brains and that is that is not us so we will not be at the San Bernardino Fairgrounds, we will be at the Hilton Garden instead. And it's a much prettier venue anyway. And uh, at least in my opinion, it is. We have carpet, okay? We have carpet. We have central air if it's like 500 degrees. We have heat if it's, you know, California cold. So there's also a restaurant, I do believe, at the Hilton. And our celebrities will only have to walk from one building to the next because they will be staying at the Hilton. So there's going to be no worries about them being late. We're going to have panels. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I am, I am so stoked for this year's PCE because it's going to be everything that we had envisioned that first year that we wanted to do for the second year but got overrun by a troll and it, it's it's going to both events both pce in november and scare fair in october are going back to the original jaisalmon dark myth company vision we have reclaimed our power and we are going to make these events in the original visions that we had for them so Take a deep breath, shake it off, and come out and enjoy what's going to be two incredible events. They may be smaller than what Scarefare was, but it is going to be a much better quality event because we are putting all of our heart and soul into these events. And we're doing it because we care about the people that attend. This is not about the guests, like the stars. This is not about the vendors, which we do care about and we do respect. But they're all there for one reason, and that's you guys, the ticket holders. Because if you guys didn't show up, we wouldn't have an event. We'd have a bunch of vendors sitting there twiddling their thumbs, a bunch of cranky celebrities because they're not meeting their daily quota, and we would be bankrupt. <laughs> so these events that we do are for you guys. They're for the ticket holders, the ones that spend their money at the door to get in and then spend their money at the vendors and at the celebrities to get their pictures taken and, and hang out and just be awesome. So we're going to, our, the quality of the events are going to reflect the respect that we have for our ticket holders. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Also, we have coming very soon um, this neat little thing called the Mythketeer box. Now you can buy it month by month 
individually if you like. You can buy a three-month subscription, a six-month subscription, or a year subscription. And if you buy the year subscription, you get a box every month. You buy the three months, you get a box for three months. In this box, in this box, it will be a generalized setup. You'll get um, a t-shirt. You will get a book, probably book of the month, or could be a new release. If we've had a book come out, you might get the new release. Uh, you will get a link to uh, ebook, an ebook. You will get a link to all of our podcasts on our network, ad-free. Uh, you will get a bookmark, um, a dark myth bookmark. You will get stickers. Um, some of them could say stuff like, you know, be the kind friend and don't lick shit. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll get a bunch of stuff. And then there'll be like a mystery item in every box there'll be one mystery item in every box so you'll know every month you're going to get a new t-shirt you're going to get a new book you're going to get a new ebook um all of that stuff but you're going to get a mystery item as well i'm not going to tell you what those are because it's a mystery item it could be if you get your october box it could be depending on where you live it could be two tickets to pce it could be two tickets to scarefare it could be whatever you know um it could be a signed autographed picture from i guess signed and autographed are the same thing aren't they could be an autographed picture of one of the celebrities or all of the celebrities it could be a picture the, the pce poster with all of the celebrities autographs on it you never know what you're going to get it's going to be a mystery item okay so and they're going to go for oh i don't and he's but my live studio audience has gotten up and walked away. The sound you hear in the background is my friend Misha blowing me up. Uh, something on TikTok, go to the comments. I don't know. I'm not going to do it in the middle of the podcast, although it could be funny. But yeah, the prices, they're going to be reasonably priced. They're not going to be like $100 for one box, okay? They're not going to be even $50, I don't think, for one box. I think it's kind of between the, the $25 and $45 range. I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, they'll come in $30 range, $30 range. They're going to be in the $30 range. That's 30 US dollars. Um, and they're going to come in a really cool box and it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And it's, uh, you can join the Mythketeers Club. We don't have goofy hats. We don't have funky ears, but you know, we got t-shirts. We got spy rings. <laughs> I don't know. Spy decoder rings. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really cool. So keep an eye out for that too. The Mythketeers Club. Sign up today. Um, what else do I have? Oh, okay. There'll be a new podcast coming to the network. Um, we always have an issue trying to get somebody to write a movie review. Anybody can sit down and talk about movies. The Movie Madhouse does it all the time. The Three Nose talks about movies. I sit with, with Dave and we talk about movies. We watch movies together. But getting somebody to sit down and actually write a review, um, writing a review is hard. So I've taken it 
upon myself to create a very informal I'm not going to, I mean, we have a podcast on our network called The Grindhouse Sleeves, and they can get very technical in their review of a movie. They'll talk about camera angles, they'll talk about the CGI, they'll talk about, you know, whether the chopping off of the head was believable, if the blood spurt was high enough, low enough, the right color, did it splatter well enough. I'm not going to get that technical. That's their job. I'm going to talk about what I felt about the movie whether i liked the movie whether i thought it was a piece of crap why i thought it was a piece of crap i'm going to pull it apart piece by piece i'm going to read reviews on the movies and give you my opinion whether i agree with the review whether i think the person writing the review was on crack it's going to be a lupa-esque movie review and it's going to be the the podcast is going to be called i do believe we have agreed on this name What the hell did I just watch? Something like that? Uh Uh-huh. He says, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. So that'll be coming out. um, It'll be attached to the World of Myth magazine every month. So there'll be one a month. Um, So instead of reading the review, you'll be able to go to the movie review page, click the link, and listen to me talk about a movie. Let me tell you, have I got some doozies for you because my boyfriend is the king of bad movies. <laughs> huh? You're welcome, babe. <laughs> yeah, he he can find and I don't know how he does it, but he can find some of the absolute horrendous movies on Shutter Roku channel, wherever. I don't know how he finds them. I think they're just like magnetically drawn to him. Because, I mean, I'll look on mine and I won't see those movies. And he'll be like, oh, look, here, let's try this one. Head of the family. What? (laughs) Yeah, eyes of fire. (laughs) The white worm. Now, the, the thing about these movies is Thor. I don't even think he can say that one was so bad it was good. It was just bad. And it was ridiculously, embarrassingly bad. It was embarrassingly bad. So, yeah. Um, But most of the bad movies that he finds are so bad, they're good. Like, you you get pulled along in the story, but you're like, this is horrible. (laughs) This is horrible, but I need to see what happens next. This is horrible. It's like watching a train wreck. You just, you can't pull your eyes away. So yeah, that's pretty much what this podcast is going to encapsulate. Is my opinion, and my opinion only, my opinions do not reflect those of the Jaisalman Dark Myth Company. (laughs) I'm putting the disclaimer out there now. And there will be a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so that's what the podcast is going to be about, is just me and what the hell did I just watch? It could be movies that I watch with Crystal. I'm going to have guests on the show too, especially if we have a difference of opinion on the movie. Like I'll have Dave on the show. I might pull Mike and Jason from the Three No's onto the show to discuss a movie. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Um, My bestie sister, Crystal, her and I will disagree on movies all the time. 
So I will pull her on the show and we will have a very um, enthusiastic debate on the movie. And I'm going to throw this out there now as well. When I have guests on the show, there will be no accounting for language. I generally don't swear. Um, I certainly don't use the F word very often. But some of my guests sprinkle that shit around like confetti. So, I'm just warning you now. Um, and there'll be like a, a warning at the beginning, you know. <laughs> Language may offend. If it offends you, I don't know, grow a pair. Whatever. Get over it. Move on. Don't listen. Um, okay, so, also, I have some more big news. <laughs> if you follow my TikTok, you will have seen it. Uh, if you are on Facebook, you will have seen it. If you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen it. I'd be very surprised if you haven't seen it. Uh, I designed a t-shirt that was just supposed to be a random shirt for um, the apparel store, the apparel section of the Myth Mart store. Sorry, my brain just shut off for a minute. And it was kind of funny, and I... I, I ended up throwing the tagline to my show onto the shirt and it says be the kind friend and don't lick shit well when dave saw that shirt he's like that's a lupus bits shirt so then i ended up putting lupus bits down on the front of it on the right hand side in the corner and i sent it over to him and then he decided to surprise me and he threw onto the back of the shirt carry on another 100 episodes so it makes it the celebratory anniversary shirt of my 100th episode so um yeah it's really kind of cool and i love it it's in purples and grays and it's i love the design of it i love the shirt i can't wait until mine gets here um and you can get that at guess where www.com mythmart.com and i would really 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 appreciate it if you would go and buy one just one you just have to buy one all of you go and buy one um and if you live in canada they we have adjusted the shipping rates to canada it's no longer more to ship it than it is to buy the shirt um because shipping and it's not we have figured out it's not the united states postal service it's canada post that is absolutely stupid in their their shipping costs um crystal's having something shipped to her from her niece on the other side of the country it's going through the same country it's not like it has to pass customs or international waters or something it's coming through the same country and the shipping is like four times the amount of what the actual parcel is worth it is ridiculous to ship stuff in canada it just blows my mind inflation is a bitch <laughs> and i don't like it uh, because i can't afford it so this is where the podcast is going to get a little ranty um i have some stuff i need to get off my chest and if it gets us on the watch list for the spots that fly um i'm sorry i'm gonna say that now i'm sorry He's not paying attention. I got a thumbs up. Um, I live in Ontario. 
and the premier of my province is Doug Ford. Um, he's done some good. I know I can hear all of my friends screaming in my head right now. What? Um, he did. When it came to COVID, he did the necessary things that nobody wanted to have to do to keep us safe. He did what he needed to do and it worked. Um, I am also on what is called ODSP, which is the Ontario Disability Support Program. Uh, I may look healthy. I may sound healthy. I may do things that look like I'm a healthy person. But I'm not. I have a serious heart condition that prevents me from doing a lot of things. Um, I need to take a day here and there where I basically spend the day in bed. I spend a lot of time resting on my couch. Um, I try and exercise, but again, going along that path, doing it consistently, puts wear and tear on my heart and I have to stop for a while. And then of course, unfortunately, it's a catch 52, or catch 22, 52, wow. Catch 22, if I stop exercising, then I gain weight. If I gain weight, it puts more strain on my heart. So I need to exercise to lose the weight, which puts more strain on my heart. So then I have to stop, but then I get, you know, that vicious circle. Um, I also have lupus, so that tends to act up every once in a while, especially if it's really, really hot, like the last few days have been. I have been in misery <laughs> because my lupus flared up. So there was brain fog, there was pain, there was rash, it was ugly. Um, I have degenerative disc disease in my back, so there's a lot of things like heavy lifting I can't do, standing for long periods of time not really an option. Uh, sitting for long periods of time, not really an option. So trying to find a job that, um, I also have stress induced seizures. So try going into a job interview and going, okay, well, so first of all, I have a heart condition. So if, um, it gets a little stressful, I'm going to have PVCs and my heart's going to have palpitations and I'm going to need to go and lie down and put my feet up for a while. Is that okay with you? Perfect. Okay. Second of all, if the job gets too stressful, like if we're really, really busy and we're getting slammed, like in a restaurant, you have too many tables, grocery store, you've got a long line, stuff like that. I might have a seizure. So you okay with that? Perfect. Okay, great. Second of all, um, I get really bad headaches. So when I have one of those, do you mind me calling in like 10 minutes before my shift and saying, I can't come in because I can't see? You okay? Oh, you're cool with that? Great. Okay, perfect. So unfortunately, trying to find a regular job in the regular world is not an option for me. Work from home is my option, but a lot of the work from home jobs are nine to five. You have to sit and you have to answer phone calls. Again, difficult. I could work around it, but difficult. So I'm on disability, which most of us on disability are on it because we can't work or we can't hold down a job for long because of our disabilities. We're not milking the system. We're not on welfare because we don't want to work. I guarantee you, most of us on disability would love to work. I had an office job for many, many years. 
I also had a lot of health issues during that office job. I was in the hospital more times than I can count working that office job, sitting at a desk, working an office job. I was in and out of the hospital because the stress of the job that I was doing was hard on my heart. So I'm on disability, trying to survive. Now, it has been statistically and financially proven that those of us on ODSP live 35% below the poverty line. Let me give you that statistic again in case you missed it. 35% below poverty. Not above. Below poverty. Our illustrious premier decided that now when they were all campaigning to get reelected, they all had these huge campaign promises for those of us on disability. They were going to double it. They were going to match the cost of living with what we were getting and blah, blah, blah. Doug Ford being one of them. Said he was going to help those on disability. He was going to make life easier for those of us on disability. Um, so what he's proposing to do now, which will roll out at the end of September, is to give us all a 5% increase. 5%. That works out to the exact amount of $58.74. So. Canadian. Yes, well, you don't get disability anywhere else, so it is Canadian dollars. Ontario, disabil Ontario disability is only available in Ontario. If I move to New Brunswick, I won't get it. It's only, it's Ontario disability. New Brunswick doesn't have it. $58.74. 74 cents. Yes. 5% of $1,100. $1,169. So that would basically, yeah, that would put gas in my car once. Mm -hmm. That would fill my tank once, which means that I could drive to get groceries a couple of times. Well, more than a couple of times because my car is fairly decent on gas. Uh, but I, I, I could go to my doctor's appointment once a month. I could, yeah, that's pretty much it. $58 will fill my gas. It will buy a few days worth of groceries. Back in the day, $58 used to be able to buy you like two weeks worth of groceries if you were a single person. Now it'll buy you a couple of days worth of groceries. If that. It's not enough. It's not enough. They seem to think that $497 is a living, a shelter allowance. That is what you should pay for rent. For what? A cardboard box under a bridge? I, well, I, I'm going to go buy a $400 can't even buy a dishwasher for $400. I couldn't even afford to live in a dishwasher box. 
so what is this this it's it's uh one of the advocates that signed there is a petition going around and over 200 advocacy i just let out say that advocacy groups have signed this petition along with single individuals like myself saying what is this this is an insult it's a slap in the face it's like throwing a couple of chain couple of, of pennies to the homeless person that you pass on the street and the funny thing is is a lot of the homeless people that panhandle make more money than I do and I'm abiding by the system I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing I am following the rules And yet, I can't make ends meet. I can't pay all my bills. I have to eliminate a lot of things. I don't have cable. I have to have internet because I need to be able to get a hold of my worker. Because she only ever responds through email. Or logging into my benefits online and sending her a message through there. Which means I either have to have internet or data on my phone or both so yeah $58 won't even pay my hydro bill in the summer and I'm on benefit billing so my bill is a flat rate every month and $58 won't cover it $58 won't pay my internet bill $58 won't pay my cell phone bill It'll put gas in my car. Once. That's it. That's it. $497 is not enough for a shelter allowance. You can't rent a room. I know, because I was looking. I lucked into the apartment that I have. My landlord is an incredible human being who only wants good decent tenants in his building not making thousands of dollars he doesn't want to make money off his tenants he wants good tenants in his building that will take care of his building will take care of his investment so he's willing to work with us i told him what i could afford he told me what the apartment was going for i looked duly dismayed and said i can't afford that and he said what can you afford and unfortunately I went over what I could afford. I could afford about $75 less than what I'm paying. But I wanted this apartment. I needed this apartment because the trailer I was living in was leaving. So <laughs> I needed to find a place to live. Um, I needed this apartment. And I wasn't going to find a place like this again for that price. So I took it, $800. I pay $800 a month. My parking space and my water is included. I pay my hydro. It's pretty decent. But when you look at the fact that ODSP seems to think that I should only be paying $497 a month for rent, that's $300 less than what I'm actually paying. And once I pay my rent, that leaves me with $367 to pay everything else. 
to pay my renter's insurance, to buy groceries, to pay my hydro bill, to pay my internet bill, to pay my cell phone bill. I need a laptop. I have a laptop bill. It's not enough. It's not good enough. And what kills me is during COVID, when everybody shut down, when the entire country stopped for, what, two years? The entire country stopped, except for essential services. The government said, okay, well, the bare minimum that we think you can live on is $2,000 a month. That is $834 more than what my province seems to think I can live on. And I live in one of the most expensive provinces in Canada. So how is it the government of Canada says that a single person needs at least $2,000 minimum to survive... But if you're sick and you have a disability and you can't work, we're going to put you 35% below the poverty line. Where you can't afford your medications. If all my bills are more than what I have in my pocket at the end of the month, I can't afford to get my medications. Because I have to pay $5 a medication and I take four different medications. I'm supposed to take seven. I take four because that's what I can afford. And a lot of times I can't afford it. And that's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Most people, 20 bucks. Okay, whatever. 20 bucks. Yeah, okay, whatever. 20 bucks. To me, that's a lot of money. That's four prescriptions a month. That's the difference between having meat in my freezer and going to the dollar store and buying a can of Spam. And calling it meat. Going keto because let's tell everybody we're doing keto because we can't afford to buy food. That's the life that I live. Yeah, it looks like I live this grand life because I'm off to here and I'm off to there and I'm visiting here and I'm visiting there. Do you know how I managed to do that? Because when I go to my sister's, she'll throw me money for gas. She'll feed me while I'm there. I don't have to pay for anything. If they go out for dinner, they take me with them and they pay for my meal. If they want to take the kids to an amusement park, they take me with them and they pay for my way in. Yeah, I feel like the poor in-law. You know, some days I feel like Cousin Eddie pulling up in the beat-up RV. Shitter's full. But that's how I'm able to do what I can do is the kindness of my friends and my family. And saving. That's how I got to California. I saved. Now, I maxed out my credit card, so I will be paying that off for a while. But I, I don't have a great lifestyle because I have all this money 
from the government. Uh, no. <laughs> I have people who love me, so, and who want to actually see me and spend time with me. And, you know, they know if they want that to happen, then unfortunately they're going to have to pay for me to get there because I don't have it. And there are a lot of people that live in worse situations than I do. I'm one of the lucky ones that has a lovely apartment to live in. And yes, if I needed food, I could go to the food bank. But I feel guilty when I go to the food bank. Because what if the food that I'm getting for me is taking away from a mother with children? You know, am I taking food out of a kid's mouth? So there's that whole guilt factor. And that's the thing with ODSP is there's a stigma attached to it. There's a guilt factor attached to it. 95% of us on ODSP suffer from some form of depression because we're on disability, because of the way that we're treated. We didn't put ourselves on disability. We didn't intentionally go out and get sick and get damaged so we couldn't work. We are in this situation due to circumstances beyond our control. We don't want to be in this situation. And yet we're treated like the scum of the earth. We're treated like less than. 35% less than. And it's not good enough. And yeah, I'm angry about it. I'm very angry about it. And I swear to God, the next person who looks at me and says, you shouldn't complain about free money you didn't earn. I am going to throat punch them so hard they're not going to be able to talk until they're 75. Do you know what I had to do to earn my right to be on disability? I had to damn near die. Yeah, I had to damn near die. An abscess. So bad. Couldn't afford to go to the dentist, so my ex and I were kind of trying to heal it ourselves, and I was still trying to carry on my life because back then I lived a life of expectation. There are things that are expected of me. It is expected of me to drive to a pub moot four hours away with a cheek the size of a golf ball. So I did. Off I went. While I was there, said golf ball exploded. I drove back four hours, spitting pus into a cup the entire time and rinsing my mouth out with salt water the entire time. All the while, this open wound in my face is leaching toxins into my body to an already weakened heart from lupus. By the time I got to the hospital, it was already too late. The damage was done. They didn't think to check for it. They gave me some antibiotics, patted me on the head, told me to brush my teeth and sent me home. Okay, so I did. And then about a year later, I started blocking out. Every time I'd stand up, I would pass out cold. 
I'd wake up on the floor when it just happened. I was just trying to get up off the couch. I would get winded going up four flights, like four stairs. I could feel my heart beating. And if you've ever experienced that, where you could literally feel it thumping against the walls of your chest. I couldn't breathe most of the time because I was hacking up crap out of my lungs. Yes, I will admit I was still a smoker. So I passed that off as smoker's cough. So I went to the doctors. Like I've had this like cold forever. I can't, you know, get rid of it. I'm having problems with the lupus. So he was ticking off a bunch of tests. There was one test on the whole entire sheet that wasn't ticked off. And that was an ECG. And he's like, oh, what the hell? Let's just do that one too. And we'll just do them all. That way we've got everything covered. Everything else came back not too bad. Uh, I get a phone call from a doctor's office. And it's never good when you get a phone call in the afternoon asked to come into the office that day at the end of the day. Because you know, when you go in, they want it at the end of the day so that the office is empty because the news they're about to tell you is not going to be very good. So... We went into the doctor's office and the doctor told me that I had an enlarged heart. It was twice the size it was supposed to be. So I was literally feeling it beating against my chest wall. Uh, it was bruised. And they wanted to send me for a bunch more tests to see what was going on. Um, there were some funky blips on the ECG at... Uh, they, they did the ECG and then the technician for the ECG, the day I had the ECG done, said, hang on a minute. She left the room, she came back, and they sent me over for an ultrasound. So they also did an ultrasound of my heart that day. So the next thing I know, this was on a Friday. Monday morning was my appointment booked with my cardiologist in Barrie. Uh, what? Dr. Dibble. Down I go. I'm expecting a meet and greet. How you doing? This is, you know, this is what we have found on these tests. We're going to run a few more tests because up to this point in my life, my ailment, my, my, <laughs> I have some of the strangest ailments. They are documented in medical journals. Uh, look up Stephanie Harris. You might find them or Garris, either one. Anyway, um, I was expecting, you know, we're going to run a couple of more tests. We're going to do some blood work and, you know, we'll, we'll let you know what's, what's going on. That's what I was expecting. No, when I got there, uh, Dr. Dibble greeted me in his office and he said, have you had anything to eat this morning? And I'm like, no, I was too nervous to eat. And he says, perfect. Come with me. We're going to do, um, oh crap. The name of the, the test just completely escaped me where they stick the, the camera up your vein and your leg. And they, they, they go up. I can't remember the name of that. What is the name of it? They go in the femoral artery in your leg. And they go up into your heart. Yeah. My live studio audience, who works in the medical field, can't think of the name either. He will come up with it. Anyway, I'm like, we're going to do what now? <laughs> he says, we're going to go take a look at your heart. Okay. Um, so... They get me in, they give me the volume, I'm feeling really good, I'm all giggly. And I kept trying to turn so I could see the screen. 
And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't want to see this. You don't need out. Dude, you don't know who I am. I need to see this or I'm going to be a nervous wreck. So he turns the table so that I can see the big TV. And he's kind of talking me through it. And I'm giggling and I'm laughing. Like, oh, that tickles, that tickles, that tickles. And then I don't remember a piece of it. Um, but according to the nurses, my heart stopped. He hit the, the, the probe, the camera, the wire, whatever it is um, that they inject the dye. As soon as it went into my heart, my heart fluttered and stopped. Yeah, but there's another name for it. I'm going to have to Google it. Uh, okay, none of these. Is, is the right... Angioplast! No. Is that it? Angiogram. Haha. <laughs> there we go. I get there eventually. Yeah. So, anyway. They did an angiogram. I'm watching. And yeah, they he touched my heart. My heart stopped. They backed out the wire. And... I don't know what they did. They injected me with something. I don't know. I was not conscious at this point. Uh, got my heart started again. And the next thing I remember is I'm lying flat on my back on a stretcher and they've got a C-clamp and a towel on my leg. And they have me clamped to the table because it's your femoral artery. So they have to apply pressure so you don't bleed out. <laughs> I'm like, they didn't tell me about that part. It hurts. And, you know, every hour they come and they release the pressure to make sure you're not bleeding out. And, you know, eventually you can leave. So the doctor who is with Dr. Dibble, the heart specialist that Dr. Dibble called in, he's just a general cardiologist. Then they called in a heart specialist. Um, they call him in and he did not speak very good English. He was Japanese, I think, or Chinese. But he didn't speak very good English. So he come in and he's got his hand up so like his palm is up and his fingers are gently curled he says normal heartbeat and he you know he's squeezing his hand like a heart you know like he's squeezing he goes your heart go eh eh lazy <laughs> he leaves I'm like, did you just tell me that a body part that i can't control is lazy <laughs> what so um at that point my uh they did a few more tests and my injection fraction was, uh, I think it was down to 29% at that point. So the first course of action, of course, is drug therapy. So they had me on uh, two different heart medications. They had me on blood thinners, everything they could possibly put me on to take the strain of having to pump blood to my throughout my body off my heart i was put on the heart transplant list um 
I was seen by another specialist that wanted, they were talking about putting an LVAT in, which is um, an artificial, basically an artificial, well, it is an artificial left ventricle because it's my left ventricle that is damaged, uh, severely damaged. So they wanted to replace it with an artificial one with a battery pack that kind of hangs out the side of your body. I'm like, Great. It's like the transmission of a car. That goes, the car won't go anywhere. Now mine's going to be battery operated. Awesome. <laughs> so through, I think my mom says it was through, and my doctor agrees, it was through sheer will alone that I got my ejection fraction up high enough that I didn't require um, mechanical. What in the world? Okay, I'm being spammed on Instagram by some Eliza72. Thank you. She's liking absolutely everything. Oh, now she wants to send me a message. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to, for like two years, I wasn't allowed to get my heart rate up over 100 beats per minute which your heart pretty much does when you go from a standing to a from a sitting to a standing position walking to get a glass of water your heart's going to go up over 100 beats per minute so basically i looked at my doctor i said how am i supposed to do this he says take two steps and stop what take two steps and stop take two more steps and stop how long am i supposed to stop for he says you take two steps you stop for two minutes you take four steps you stop for four minutes what so seeing as I lived in a two level house and my bedroom was on the top floor and there's four stairs and then a platform, then four stairs and a platform, then four stairs and the hallway, I would, it took me about 20 minutes to get up 12 stairs because I would have to go up the four stairs. I had my heart monitor, like I had my, my blood pressure cuff that mo it also monitored my heart rate on. I would go up the four stairs, check my heart rate. If it was over 100, I would sit there and wait till it came back down. I would go up the next four stairs and repeat the process. I spent a lot of time either staying downstairs or staying upstairs. Depression was one of my best friends. But through sheer will, I got my ejection fraction up. I got my heart better on the medications. And to this day, I still don't have anything battery operated running my heart. My heart's still pumping along all on its own. Um, I have noticed that um, it is changing. Um, like right now, I'm having fluttering. I have them a lot more than I used to. Ever since COVID, I've, I've, there's, there's been some issues with my heart and I just figured it was just me. I tend to ignore <laughs> a lot of my heart symptoms um, and I'm really good at hiding them. Um, my heart monitor boyfriend misses quite a few of them, <laughs> especially if we're just texting. <laughs> If he can look at me, it's forget it. It's game over. He knows. Um, but he's busy right now, so he can't see how red my face is at the moment. 
But anyway, so yeah, I've noticed, and I had a few bouts, a few um, episodes while I was there that he actually witnessed. So um, when he went to his doctor's appointment yesterday and his doctor said, well, yeah, a lot of this can be side effects from COVID. It can cause more damage. I went, ooh, do you think maybe I should make an appointment? And he went, yes, I think so. So I called my doctor's office and I do actually have an appointment in September on the 19th. So, yeah. But I don't, I didn't choose to, to damage my heart. That was, I didn't set out to, you know, let's go and cause damage to my heart so I can sit on disability and not have to work for the rest of my life. No, I didn't choose that. I had plans. You know, I, I, I wanted to do stuff. I wanted to live a life. And I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling financially, which unfortunately causes you to struggle emotionally and mentally, which has an effect on you physically. So it's just a vicious circle. So 5% Doug Ford is not enough. If $2,000 is good enough for COVID, then $2,000 should be good enough for disability. And quite honestly, I would be quite happy with $2,000 a month. I would be able to pay all of my bills. I would have no extras, but that's fine. I would be able to pay all of my bills and feed myself and care for myself and get my medications. That's all we're asking. Dignity. That's all we're asking. So that's my, my rant for today. And I know... A lot of my listeners prefer when I do a funnier, more upbeat kind of podcast, kind of episode. Um, but this is my platform. And this is the place, and I was told this the other day, where I can get stuff off my chest that I need to get off my chest. And that is something that has been bothering me. Like, I'm close to tears right now just talking about it because I know at the end of the month I'm going to be struggling a lot. Thankfully, my sister wants me to come down for six weeks to hang out with my niece and my nephew, and they're going to pay me to babysit. Thankfully. So I know I'll be able to pay my bills and pay down some of my credit card. But like I said, if it wasn't for the kindness of my family, I would be probably homeless. I would be starving, for one. I would be, I am clinically diagnosed with manic depression. I would be locked in my apartment because I wouldn't have money to go anywhere or do anything or see anybody. And depression would take over. And those of you that know me know where that road leads to. So, thank you to my friends and my family for being there. And giving me some sort of a life. <laughs> and loving me despite the fact that I am 35% below the poverty line. I don't smell like it. <laughs> I can at least bathe myself. Because I don't pay for my water. Anyway, alright, I'm going to go. Because this is starting to get a little emotional for me. And I don't... I want to do like the next 100 episodes without actually crying. Let's see if we can make that a thing. <laughs>
Um, and you can probably hear I'm getting a little hoarse. Yeah. <laughs> My live studio audience just kind of gave me the, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That is my rant for this week. Okay. Um, I will... I will chat with you all next week. I hope you all have a good week. Wash your hands. Keep your hands off your face and don't lick shit. Go buy my shirt. I'm at mythmart.com. Lupa's Bits. I'm everywhere. Come find me. All right, everybody. See ya. There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.